Okay, season seven is Mendelian Genetics, and this is literally the shortest uh, season ever. Um, it's, I think, only five individual modules or something, so I would just, you know, hammer this out in like half an hour, because you can. Um, anyway, an introduction to Mendelian Genetics. So recall that human cells contain 46 individual chromosomes. You might say, wait, but there's only 23, right? You know, all the chromosomes are numbered and they go up to 23 with the last two being the sex chromosomes. Um, and that's true, but you have 23 chromosome pairs, okay? You have one, uh, one set of 23 from your father and one set of 23 from your mother, total to 46 chromosomes. Um, the allele is a section on the chromosome that codes for a specific gene. Uh, and, you know, a lot of times, really people always kind of forget what's the difference between allele and a gene. Uh, the gene is the genetic code section responsible for expressing a certain trait. And then the allele is the specific variations of that trait. That made no sense. I'll just give you an example. Basically, the gene, for example, would be eye color. The gene would be eye color. This section of the chromosome codes for whatever eye color you have. Then the allele is red, you get red eyes. Allele is green, you get green eyes. You get, it's the variation of that trait. Okay, and that's kind of the difference. Humans have, must have, all humans have at least two alleles per gene. They can have, you know, minimum two per gene. They can have more. And there's uh, a lot of discussion about this in like, um, you know, issues that arise during fertilization, all that, but I'm not gonna get in that in this module. Um, the reason we know is because humans have two copies of every chromosome, um, remember from our, their, their father and their mother, so they must have at least two alleles per gene. One allele comes from their father and one allele comes from their mother per gene. Uh, and this kind of, this wording that I just said suggests that chromosomes are identical. They're not. I just want to make sure that you understand that. They're just both, you know, chromosome 12, for example. So you'll have, you know, an allele come from chromosome 12 from your father and the same thing come from your mother, but they won't be identical. You know, they might be, you know, but not necessarily. Um, so therefore we always represent allele, uh, represent genes with at least two alleles. So RR for red eye color. Um, so I'm going to go into examples now. Um, example one is blood type. Uh, the specific allele codes for blood type. Um, you might be familiar with the terms homozygous and heterozygous. Homozygous means the alleles match and then heterozygous means they don't match. They're different alleles. Uh, so for example, you know, if the blood type alleles are both A, you know, then the person will have type A blood. AA, that's uh, homozygous. Anytime the two uh, alleles match, that's homozygous. They don't match, it's heterozygous. Um, now, a couple quick rules for blood types, because people often forget this. Uh, remember, uh, the blood types are A, B, and O, right? And that A and B um, are their own blood types, and they're not dominant or recessive to each other. Um, but A is dominant over O. People with, you know, AO alleles will have type A blood. So, you know, A is dominant over O. Uh, and actually, I can kind of link this to what we were talking about before. If you remember what we were talking about with uh, protein modifications, that huge module uh, with the acronym GLUMP. Uh, I told you the G stood for glycosylation, uh, where you add um, a carbohydrate as a marker for these um, red blood cells, these blood cells. Um, and so, you know, type A blood will have, you know, so one type of carbohydrates or... Uh, carbohydrate markers on their surface. Type B will have another different type of carbohydrate marker. marker. Type AB will have you know, uh, carbohydrate markers from both of them, the A carbohydrate marker and the B carbohydrate marker. And finally, O has no carbohydrate markers. So these are the, the different blood types. Um, so yeah, um, uh, in terms of you know, homozygous and heterozygous, I should have mentioned this before, so I'm just gonna come back to this real quick. Uh, 
you know, take heterozygous. Hetero refers to different, and then zygous refers to the mixture of DNA received from both parents. There are two ways to describe genes by their genotype and their phenotype. Genotype is looking at the individual alleles, um, uh, and so it's, you know, what the alleles are. Uh, and then phenotype is the physical characteristics, what the alleles code for. Uh, so for example, um, uh, a person with AA genotype. The phenotype isn't necessary because the person will have blood type A. They, there's no other thing that they can have, right? And so in this case, only the genotype is necessary. But when, so in other words, anytime you have a homozygous uh, um, uh, genotype, um, then, then the phenotype isn't really necessary. But when they're heterozygous, uh, for example, a person with AO genotype, the phenotype is necessary because we don't know what the genes will be coded for. Obviously we do because I just told you that A is dominant over O, but before people knew that A was dominant over O, they would have no idea which one would kind of win, right? Um, and so that's why in some cases phenotype is necessary. Note, it is very possible for you know, multiple genotypes to cause the same phenotype, but the reverse is not true. Multiple phenotypes do not result from the same genotype. That might sound confusing, but it's the basic idea that you, know, you can have multiple codes for the same phenotype. In other words, you know, if your phenotype is red eyes, I keep using that, I don't know why, you know, multiple things can, can code for that, right? If you have a homozygous dominant for red eyes, if you have a heterozygous with red eye dominant, you can, you'll still result in red eyes. So you can have multiple codes that still uh, make the same phenotype. However, you cannot have multiple phenotypes coming from a single code. You can't have AA making red eyes and yellow eyes and blue eyes. That's not true. Um, so just uh, recognize that relationship. And again, this is due to dominant alleles, which I just said. Uh, moving on to the Punnett square. I know so many of you guys know this information, but I just want to get it on here for record. Uh, recall that each of the parents contribute at least two alleles, both of which are on separate chromosomes uh, from the parents' parents, right? From your grandparents. Um, so just always remember that an allele is a letter, right? When you write out, you know, those letters for the Punnett squares, each, you know, an allele is just an individual letter. The Punnett square really just gives insight into which alleles each parent will give to their offspring. Parents only give one of their two alleles for each gene to their offspring. Each offspring gets one from each parent. That's the idea. And that's why you do this Punnett square to cross over. Um, you know, you, you set up the, the four, um, four spot table. Uh, I'm pretty sure most of you know how to do Punnett squares, um, but you know, you'll do monohybrid crosses where you cross two hybrids for one trait. Um, and you can also have dihybrids, dihybrid crosses, but you know, you already know about that.